awesome to have the Lord Jesus Christ living inside our spirit, holding up the tent of our spirit like a new wineskin. Pretty much invincibility if you understand what you got in your salvation package. Glory. Let the old burn away, let the new come forth. You'll mature and rise and grow as fast as you can let go of the old and embrace the new within you that's already there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's bless everyone tuning in tonight. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. Just whack your mind with angelic drugs. Glory. Seven stars burn upon your brains. Seven stars burn upon your hearts. You know how it goes. New beginnings. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys have awesome feasts prepared for you. Feasting is absolutely essential in the new covenant. Glory. Jesus and his disciples, they never fasted a single time, the Bible says. I know Jesus did before he had disciples. But the Bible says after he had the 12 apostles, they never fasted once. <laughs> they went from town to town eating and drinking and celebrating Jubilee. Remember Jesus Christ's first sermon at his home church in Nazareth? He said, Jubilee was upon you. I have come to fulfill the scroll of Isaiah the prophet the spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim jubilee yeah heal the sick raise the dead cleanse lepers and drive out demons amen and proclaim jubilee now every day in the new covenant can be a day of jubilee if you're set free if you're not set free, and you're just living in the soul, living in the old Adamic man, you'll never have Jubilee your whole Christian life. We want you to get into the law of Jubilees, which is the law of liberty in Christ Jesus. The law of freedom in Christ Jesus. There's a law in the new covenant, stay free from sin, from all lust, from all pride, from all idolatry, from all love of money, from all covetousness and adultery and murder and jealousy and strife. Stay 
free from sorcery and witchcraft and stubbornness and rebellion. Stay free from sin. We like the part where Jesus healed the woman. We struggle with the part where he told her, go and sin no more, lest something worse happen to you. Now that's red letters now. Don't look at me like that. People are like, what about grace? There's no grace for the wicked. There's no grace for desiring sin. God forbids it. So there's no grace for evil desires of evil hearts. No, you just go into hell. Truth anyhow. There's grace for the divine God-spermed spirit part of you where you're born again to grow up in the nature of Jesus Christ that's clean, bright with light, pure, holy, spotless, without guile, without covetousness, without idolatry, serving God in joy and peace, in signs and wonders and miracles and healings, following the obedience of your spirit, following God the Father's will, doing the will of your Father in heaven with your whole heart. Amen. That's what grace is for. The empowerment of the God-spermed part of you that's born again. Grace is the fuel of the Father's favor to the new creature in Christ. If anyone is joined to the Lord, they're one spirit with the Lord, and you must be born again. You must be recreated by the power of the Spirit of Jesus Christ in your innermost being and out of your innermost being will flow rivers of the Holy Ghost. It is written, John 7, 38, without religion, without control, without church buildings or Robert's rules of orders or all the dumb abuses of Christianity you've seen before and some good examples, although they're much less because it's easy to sin, it's easy to be greedy. It's easy to be religious. You don't need any spirituality to be a religious Christian. That's the wide path of destruction. Man's nature under the curse of the fall is religion. You don't need any training. You could just do whatever and never hear about Jesus or never disciple your heart in the Holy Ghost, never get born again. And that person will have forms of religion even in religious spirituality of the fallen angels, their entire life automatically. The wide path is religion, and all religions are the wide path of destruction. And they will go with the Satans into eternal torture and torment and judgment forever and ever, and there will be no rest for the wicked, it is written. The red dragon and those who served his image will be annihilated from all the universe quickly, commands the Lord Almighty. And they shall go down into the fiery abyss prepared for them by God the Father. And that's going to be a day of great jubilee for all the earth when the wicked, when the evil, when the lust spirits, when the pride spirits are destroyed into the abyss. That's what will speed his coming. And you want to be a part of the second coming of Jesus that's like the days of Noah? Then sanctify your hearts 
judge your hearts so that you cannot be judged by God. You know Jesus said that? He said, judge yourself so that you won't be judged. And the same judgment you put towards others will be the judgment you have towards yourself. So what's the judgment we apply towards ourselves, people of God in this place? The white throne. The judgment of righteousness. The judgment of holiness. The judgment of Jesus Christ and everything that was destroyed when the sins of the world were put upon the Lamb of God and He was crucified to death at Calvary. On Skull Hill Mountain outside of Jerusalem, right there in Israel, about 2,000 years ago. Oh yes, all of the sins of the past, all of the sins of the future, all of the sins of the current state of mind, destroyed and annihilated by Jesus Christ. And so therefore, in Christ, we have the destruction and the judgment of our sins. Now who will embrace it? Who will let their pride be judged? Who's going to let their ego and their self-consciousness, their belief systems, the cares and the cultures of their heart on this little click, on that little click, you don't know me, my individuality has to be judged in the human form in order to ascend into your true divine form. If you are yet earthly, everything you believe in is yet false. No matter how true you think it is, there's no truth under the sun. There's no truth under the sun. The truth comes from above the sun, the Bible says. Every good, every perfect thing comes down above the sun from the Father of lights, in whom there is no shadows which means it's real light. Real light is truth. Can you handle the truth? I don't think you can handle the truth all the time and then practice true light, which is the spirit of truth who conceived you. Your creator is the spirit of truth, people. I don't care what you believe in right now. I care about your spirit getting to know your creator who is the spirit of truth because then you can just go wild in freedom. Then you can practice jubilee. Then there will be a fountain of righteousness, a fountain of wisdom, a fountain of prosperity, a a fountain of health, a fountain of God outflowing from your spirit in this place in the whole human race it's available for anyone it don't matter if you're rich if you're poor if you're educated uneducated it don't matter the color of your skin nothing in the earth matters zero percent in the earth dimension matters what matters is the spirit of truth true light that comes from above and fills our cups it changes everything it'll change your caste system it'll change your zip code your area code even if you're in business it'll change your tax code oh boy you get into certain brackets of success 
you get all kinds of waivers. That's why real, really success businessmen, they know how to never pay taxes. Truth anyhow, that's why Trump doesn't want his taxes released because Trump's a business genius and half the country is sleeping orangutans and if they saw how he manipulated the tax system and business genius, which is applauded by God the Father as a shrewd businessman, they'd piss themselves. It's not fair. It is fair. The law is fair. It's righteous. It's good. It's just. What's not fair is your laziness and your lack of excellence. That's what's not fair. It's the same code for everyone. And you can't change it no matter how much you oppose it, but you can practice it. If you repent from lawlessness and begin practicing the law of Jesus Christ. Now this is where you'll just lose flakes, and I hope we lose flakes, because I'm sick and tired of being mistreated by Christian flakes. You need the codex, the written word of the law of Jesus Christ. His name is the word of God, King of kings and Lord of lords. We sit around here and we persecute the order of righteousness out of the rebellion of our lust and pride. And think, God is going to be like my opinion and imagination of him. You know what idolatry is? Idolatry is creating God in your image. That's what sinners do. The very essence and definition of sin, and it's not just Christians, it's Hindus, it's Buddhists, it's Taoists, it's Chi, it's Gaia, it's the Yin and Yang, it's the occultists, it's the Luciferians, whatever dumb crap you're into. Everyone creates a God in their own image. True. That's the very definition of idolatry. Come on now. What is idolatry? What is immorality? What is adultery? The Bible tells you in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation says idolatry is immorality. It's being immoral and having other gods than the living God who spoke to Moses on Sinai face to face in the clouds so bright his face shone with horn-like appearance. Sister artist down south somewhere, bless her heart, she created a headpiece with like seven horns and they look like buffalo horns but they're probably better than buffalo but I like buffalo. <laughs> Tatanka. We're in Sioux country here. Yeah. It's a Sioux country. So I speak a little Ojibwe. Mississippi. Come on now. Tatanka dances with wolves in this place. I think we might need to migrate with the Tatanka because it might get cold in the next couple months. Amen? Half of Canada goes down to Mexico in the winter. Can you blame them? Can you blame them? Oh, Jesus. You see those 80 inches of snow in Buffalo, New York? 80 inches! Historic snowfall. The most snow of all time since we've had recording. In where? Buffalo. Tatanka. 
northern New York, and half of you just so busy thinking about yourselves, you don't even know what's going on in the world. Burn. No, man. You need an understanding of the world. If you're going to rise, you got to get out of yourself. I'm not saying go and be a CNN brainwash person or a Breitbart brainwash person, but you need an understanding of what's going on on the planet. Otherwise, you'll never come out of the little dirt part of it you're in. You know, we're called kings and rulers and magistrates and judges in the Bible. But if you're only a king and magistrate and ruler of, like, your own body, you ain't a king of nothing. You ain't a judge of nothing. In a magistrate, no, there's no government on you. What, are you just governing yourself? Come on now. You got Jesus, the new king of kings and lord of lords. Rise from the dead! Rise! Shine! Your light has already come! And the glory of Zion rises within you! There's a mountain of fire in you. It's in there. You know what we do? We push it down. And we just live in our own comfort zones of our heart. My own blood. Which is your blankie or your nappy and your little baby suck toys for sucklings. Pacifiers. You know what it means to be a suckling? It means that you still are living in your own blood. And the blood of Jesus, well, you, you know you believe it up here, but you don't actually practice it in here because you're afraid of changing because you live in complacent satisfaction of your own blood. You have a blanket of the river Nile wrapping you, and yet you call yourselves of Jesus Christ Christians? You have to be of his bloodline to be a Christian. You know, I think there needs to be just a total reformation in Christianity and all civilization to actually first century apostolic church. We don't even have anything remotely close to the apostolic church of the seven churches of Asia Minor. We got like human bloody Nile, Kurt Cobain reference, come as you are, bloody Nile. We got our own bloody Nile, Christianity. We got our own interpretation of the New Testament creating Jesuses in our image which is the blasphemy of the beast of the book of Revelation. All y'all do it. Some of you come out of the Mennonite culture and you, they created a Jesus in their image. Some of you come out of the church of God in Christ and we worship black Jesus. I got no problem with that. I worship Mennonite Jesus too. To the wise, Jesus is everything as long as it's you know the third heaven Jesus because in the third heaven there's only one Jesus. No, second heaven Jesus, you might have 10,000 different Jesuses. First heaven Jesus, you might have beasts, which are the weakest demon class of the beasts of the field. You might have hundreds of thousands of different Jesuses. That's why Christianity is just so bizarre down here. You think God knew it was going to happen that way? You can bet your firstborn child in Pharaoh's Egypt he knew it was going to happen and God is prepared for how dull how filled with greed and how filled with pride the nations are in reacting to change not one single thing you could ever imagine in the history of man has shocked God the Father it might have shocked you 
It didn't shock God. God knows everyone's hearts. He knows Mussolini's heart. He knows Joseph Stalin's heart. He understands the the leaders of the Swiss banking system's hearts. He knows the heart of the Windsor family, of King Charles. He understands even the royal families of Scandinavia and Spain. He understands the royal bloodlines of Russia. You think anything in anyone's heart is like, wow, man, they're really tricking me down there. They're really pulling one over my eyes. Astonishing what these people have gotten themselves into above the sun in Kabbalah, under the sun in doggery, above the sun in sorcery, under the sun in doggery, sorcerers and dogs, everyone outside the real tree of life, which is in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, see, the Father understood that whole system before Satan fell. Father had understanding of all of that. So a covering cherubim of Ezekiel 28 name called Lucifer, now just Satan. He doesn't have the same name. But the red dragon, you might call him. The chief of the beasts of all the field, Moses called him. He looked into the Father since he was a covering cherubim of Revelation. And he looked in and he saw, you know, Father knows some stuff he's not telling the angels. God, you know, Angels don't know God as Father, so God knows some stuff. Our Heavenly Father knows some stuff that He's not telling His archangels. He's holding back from the big boys, from the eight-winged cherubim, from the seraphim that stands seven heavens tall. He's not telling us the whole story. He doesn't have to. He brings it forth at His own appointed times. Well, these jealous, greedy, pride-filled angels said, Well, I saw it in God. I want it now. And what does the Bible say? They took it ahead of the appointed times. They broke seasons. They broke rank. They broke order. And that's why there's no salvation for Satan and his angels for all eternity. They took it out of God, out of season, out of order, by looking into it with sinning with their angel eyes. Just like Adam and Eve, sinning with their eyes, looking upon that tree, they sinned with their eyes. That's what the Bible says. Well, someone sinned with their eyes before your grandfather and your grandmother. It was the devil. That's why the same sins of the devil are passed down into the children of the devil and Jesus called the Israelites the children of the devil. And they said in the Gospel of John, the devil is not our father, Abraham is our father. That's what they said, scripture now, red letters. If Abraham were your father, you would love me. You would honor me. For Abraham saw me and he spoke of me. It is written. You are not 70 years old and you've seen him. See what dimension they're in? The dimension of the eyes of the IMs of Isaiah 14 of Satan and his angels. Their eyes were in the black sun, the black moon, the black earth, in the curse of the fall, in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in the stolen light of Remphon and Molech. 
It's true. They were in a counterfeit black cube. They were in a counterfeit kingdom that is a kingdom. Satan got a kingdom when he fell. It's a kingdom of crap. But it nonetheless, it's the kingdom of hell. And Jesus called it the kingdom of hell. The kingdom of Satan and his angels. And it's a terrible place. It's a place that is being totally destroyed every day. It's a place of hopelessness. It's a place where you're going to lose. It's the place where even if you gain success in those seven mountains that incarcerate the seven stars that fell from heaven, you will lose everything. You will lose your family, your posterity, your bloodline. Every cell, atom, element of your existence will be vaporized by the judgment that's coming forth now. By the spirit of righteousness. There's nothing in that kingdom, a kingdom of flesh and blood, that has any future. You're going to start to see it just dissolve. There was nothing there to begin with. Your eyes were in the wrong stars, buddy. You need your eyes in the bright morning star. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your spirit and your faith. Amen. So people get set free from everything as you bring forth righteousness. So you got to pity Noah a little bit. I do. 300, no, 600 years of teaching righteousness and not a single convert. Not a single believer, guys. That's what the Bible says. The only reason his family, and they're a bunch of derelicts, they're incestuous, they're alcoholics, drug addicts, mockers of their dad. They were not good people. They were horrible people. <laughs> the only reason why Noah's family came in is because he forced them to. Because it was his house. His house was saved through water. But they would have been destroyed too, and they should have, except Moses was a righteous man, so he saved his own house. That's how it works. Even if you're family just is a bunch of idiots if you're practicing righteousness they'll be blessed by your covering and that's the law of righteousness and that's the law of the luminaries and that's the law of freedom in christ jesus for you and your house to be saved you can cover your house you can cover your spouse you can cover your mouse amen which might be a pet you can cover your rat with a baseball bat mm. glory to god you can cover just about anything when you have a covering of a tree of life and the leaves of that tree are for the healing of DNA, which is nations. It is written, ask and I will give you DNA as an inheritance. Nations, it is written. Oh, going into forensic spirituality now. See, we haven't heard it in rock-solid, mature, biblical, Holy Spiritness. We've heard it in a lot of weird, loopy stuff. But are you ready for really rock-solid, mature righteousness like Job, who had the constellations passing under his spirit so that he was a perfect man? Pre-flood. Job practiced righteousness pre-flood. Truth anyhow. And what did it look like? It looked like all the constellations, before there were the 12 tribes that became the 12 constellations, Job had them because he was a righteous man the bible says in job he was actually a perfect man now the ladies out there they're just oh i don't think so there's no perfect man he was judging their husbands 
Judging the boys at church that don't stack chairs. Oh. Stuff like that, you know. Don't want to step on your toes. We step on everybody's toes. There's no perfect man. The Bible says the exact opposite. The standard before Jesus gave the Spirit is be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Which means you could practice perfection in the Old Testament. And people did. Truth anyhow. The, the Bible says perfection was uprightness of spirit and practicing the wisdom of Enoch and the luminaries and their actions, their names, and their laws. Okay? Enoch, chapter 2, verse 1. I observed everything that took place in the heavens, how the luminaries which are in the heavens do not depart from their paths perfect DNA there's no dust on the stars there's dust on the earth because the earth is a planet there's dust on Saturn and we all know there's dust on Uranus Uranus yeah. there's dust on Pluto and Mars there's dust on the moons but there's no dust on the Sun which means the Sun has perfect DNA okay there's no dust in stars stars have no dust Every star in this solar system, which is world, get a biblical vocabulary, in the world, we have one sun, okay? And it has no dust. Now in the universe, woo, 150 billion at least stars, suns. Each one has no dust, which means there's no curse of the fall. There's no corruption of DNA. They're absolutely perfect in their orbit, in original design, and each star and each sun has a holy angel in it. Okay? So righteousness in the Old Testament was practicing the law, the name, and the action of the star through the Spirit. Now, Jesus came, and what did Jesus do? Fulfilled the law. This means that now everyone can practice righteousness. Salvation comes from the Jews, but it's for who? Gentiles also. So everyone can have what the nation of Israel had exclusively in the Old Testament under Moses, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the patriarchs, under the law, and under circumcision, and under the rules and regulations of the practicing of righteousness. So practicing righteousness in the Old Testament is now for everyone in the New Testament. You need the foundations of salvation. You need Jesus Christ, the maker of heaven and earth, to recreate your spirit. You must be born again, Nicodemus. Nicodemus and the Pharisees were practicing righteousness only in the flesh. They'd miss it. They weren't wise men. The wise men came and gone. They wouldn't even hang out in Israel if you read the Bible. They had to elude Herod because there was wickedness and demonic oppression in the days of the Messiah in Israel. Three wise men, probably more than that, but they came from the east, which is out of the spirit, and they came into the west, which was Jerusalem, and they came in and they rode their dromedaries and their camels and their caravans and they brought frankincense, they brought gold and they brought myrrh following the star signs. Right? That's what the Bible says. They followed the star and when they got there, 
They came and worshipped Jesus. Real wisdom, real righteousness. They worshipped Jesus. They bowed down and worshipped him as the creator, the Messiah, and God. They knew because of their wisdom, because of their righteousness, they were real kings of the spirit, kings out of the east. <laughs> some people, some mystics believe Enoch might have been one of them. That'll mess you up. Enoch comes right in the flesh and right out of the east, the same portals written in the book of Enoch, and just walk with the wise men and worship Jesus. I believe that kind of stuff. Hallelujah. I know God can do anything. Bible says in Hebrews, you're entertaining angels unaware frequently. Frequently. And we're just up here in our brain being like, I wonder if it's an angel. And you get robbed. <laughs> but there's a righteous fear of God that's coming forth in all the earth, in all flesh. There's a judgment upon the sorcery of Babylon the Great and all the Satans and their counterfeit tree of life, which they call the tree of life, but it's actually Kabbalah is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Some of you need to hear that because you're dabbling in magic arts and you're full of sorcery, full of witchcraft, and you can't divide asunder spirit from soul, and you're not a disciple of Jesus Christ, so you're going outside the sheep gate, and you're a thief and a robber. That's why all these people that practice magic, they're all selfish. It's all just knowledge to make me a better sorcerer. You notice that? They don't care about the kingdom. There's no love in them. There's no humility in them. It's all just gimme, 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 gimme. My name is Jimmy. Well, they have no future. They'll go to the way of the lake of fire. They'll go into the abyss. Selfishness and pride in the practicing of knowledge is death. Death. That's the practicing of a bad end. No matter how much knowledge you get, your father is still Satan. Okay? So now if you get into life, practicing life instead of knowledge, you have to make life primary. Otherwise, knowledge will curse you. I've seen it even amongst mystics, Christian mystics. I've seen it amongst charismatic believers that have all the gifts of the Spirit in operation. But because they're seeking knowledge, they're cursed. And their lives are still messed up and not even close to perfect. Not even close to Job. Just unknown realms. Like we just read Job and we're like, oh God, it's a great story. But none of it is active in your life because we're soulish, we're fleshly, we're carnal, we're unspiritual, unwise. We need Jesus' spirituality. We need Jesus Christ's wisdom. What's the greatest act of wisdom the Bible says? The cross. Humility is invisible to demons. No matter the rank. No matter the level of the devil. Humility makes you invisible to all the fallen angels. If you are humble tomorrow at Thanksgiving feast around your families and you're not just bringing mystical knowledge, they'll laugh, they'll rejoice, there'll be peace, there'll be love, there'll be angels, there'll be heaven in your feasting. But if you're just like, look at all this new stuff that I learned from this guy in Minneapolis. You'd be cursed. You're not even in the right kingdom. It's just pride. It's just knowledge. It's Satan. It's true. Jesus, he preached to everyone. Half of them took his knowledge for personal gain. You know, all the sorcery down here 
is based on rejecting and manipulating the works of Jesus Christ. That's what Freemasonry is. Truth in you. Christian fraternity. Antichrist fraternity. Truth anyhow. Because it's all based on the rejecting and the manipulating of the works of Jesus, including the cross. That's why all the Kabbalists, like Madonna, and all the most sexually immoral sorcerers and sorceresses of Babylon the Great, they all wear crosses. whoop de frickin' do Christians down here, they practice the scraps off the sorcerer's table like dogs and dog Christianity, and they wear crosses too. And you're just getting pissed on by demons every day from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And you wonder why your life is a manure pile. Rubbish. Gehenna. Gehenna is the place where you're under the fallen angels. But you're the covenant people. Doesn't that sound like Christianity in the USA right now? The brokest, least excellent people, most poverty-stricken people in America are born-again conservative Republicans. Truth anyhow, look at the Bible about it's like a third world country down there. Why is that, people? Because it's dog Christianity. You want these promises to work in your lives? Get into the roots of David. Get into the truth. Get out of the sorcery of false Christianity. Get out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and we'll help you out. But you need to understand that you're in it. You're in it. You're not in the roots of David. You're not in the success of David. Where's the success? And I know some of you have some success, but we want all of you to have all success. This is for every believer to live in the promised land. Moses was trying to take everyone into the land of milk and honey. And they rejected it because their hearts longed for Egypt and they turned back in their hearts and they created idols in their own image of what God should be to take care of their needs because they were afraid and fear is a covenant with death you can't be afraid and get promises fulfilled in your lives you must be bold and courageous Joshua chapter 1 and meditate on the scriptures night and day and be bold how many times four times be bold be brave very brave be very courageous and meditate on the law on obedience to the commandment of what god the father is speaking to you today your daily bread and people say oh the law does none of that and we don't have daily bread so we're just dead in the manure pile under the sorcerer's piss and we call ourselves Christians in America you need to be under the tree of life in the river of crystal clear living water and glory and clean and sparkling and washed and rising from your current state from glory to glory that is the new covenant in the river of the seven spirits of God, which is the spirit of holiness, raising all of you from the dead. Holy Ghost loves you. God loves you. Jesus Christ loves you. You must obey the spirit of truth, which is the commandment of God. You must obey the daily bread of the daily word of God. My food is to do what the Messiah said. 
Jesus had to obey too. And he enjoyed obedience. What did obedience actually look like? Oh, obedience, I'm not gonna have fun anymore. It looked like feasting, drinking, celebrating, and jubilee city to city in all of Israel. They were the happiest people in the entire universe. Obedience is joy. Come on. I'm yelling. Glory. It's because I've been listening to that darling check where she said, Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing power and glory and prosperity of the king. Oh, yes, okay. Listening to that, it'll test your endurance. It's called long suffering, it's virtue. Sometimes, I remember in Bible college, there was this disabled person, not Down syndrome, but close, and a precious young woman, and you could see her spirit just burning for Jesus. But because of her mental disability, she had some kind of physical, real condition, she would sing louder than anyone in the whole congregation, 1,500 students, you know, 18 to 22 in Bible college. And this girl would sing louder than everyone, and she would be the most off-key, horrible, screeching-sounding singer you've ever heard in your life. I've never heard anything like But there was joy. She'd be singing this stuff, and people let her do it because she was so handicapped. Anyone else, they would have shut you down. They probably would have kicked you out of the Assemblies of God denomination. They probably would have excommunicated you because it was that bad. They think you're being disruptive and you're really trying to cause a commotion around here. But since she was handicapped, you know, even in our Mother Teresa condition, we can love Gimpy Mephibosheth. And so they let her scream and screech and make all these strange noises for four years. We were in the same grade together in college. And for four years, she sang loud and off tune every single chapel. You have chapel five days a week. So you have people paying $16,000 a year, plus all the other expenses, and it's just ruining their musical experience. You know, half of them are there for music and instrument and worship leader. That's a whole another BS you can get in Bible college. You can get a BS in worship leading, leading, maybe a BA, but it's BS. Hallelujah. Some of you need to go to college because you're just dumb. (laughs) <laughs> you know get some education brother Earl got a doctorate when I was in Teen Challenge yeah oh I feel that oh, we're against being smart well you're against God he's really smart there's no glory on being an idiot there's a lot of glory on divine intelligence that's called king of kings and lord of lords the head of the body rainbow fourth mind of Jesus Christ's intelligence rainbow mind of Christ that's the father ruling over the brain in Jesus's brain in the third heaven there's a rainbow intelligence of the head of the body of the order of righteousness that I hope all of you are in 
sincerely in the body of Christ, which means saved, saved and growing in salvation and doing your part in the body to help the whole body and all the earth rise by the spirit of holiness. Amen. Hallelujah. I observed everything that took place in the heavens, how the luminaries which are in the heavens do not depart from their paths, that each one rises and sets in order, each in its time, and they do not depart from their laws. Laws. So there's the order of the laws of the luminaries, and the first law of the luminaries is for the greatest luminary. Guess what it is? The sun or Tomas. And the sun's great law of the greatest luminary of all the luminaries, the sun of earth. The, the star right over your head right now. And the sun, its law is it's rising in the east and it's setting in the west. You're like, oh, I, I knew that. I've been to California. I can watch it rise and fall. Man, you're lost. That ain't what I'm talking about. That's not what Enoch's talking about. It's understanding God in your spirit and how the law of the luminaries obey the law of God. Now, if you're God-inside-minded, this stuff will start working for you. But if you're bewitched and a false Christian here today, and you're fake believers out there, and you're just totally caught up in your own soul and flesh, none of this is going to work for you. Your demons won't even help you anymore. They're all under judgment. Your demons ain't even going to help you go astray and to fight the apostles. Those days are over. Now is the days of righteous judgment, of the spirit of righteousness practiced through the maturity of those upright in spirit. Amen. And the judgment of the law of the sun will shine forth seven times brighter in the earth. You know, that's what demons are afraid of spiritual light mixed with righteous light your spirit mixed with the sun in your spirit is what incinerates them down into the abyss that's the law of the sun hallelujah and it also gives you immortality so that'll be nice he showed all things to me and wrote them down for me also their names the names of the sun he has two names or, or Jares and Tomas and the moon has four names and you need all those names going through your angelic ephod the breastplate of righteousness the breastplate of judgment what is the righteousness and the judgment of your spirit man's breastplate the laws the names and the deeds of the sun and the moon and the stars truth anyhow and you can begin practicing righteousness right when you're born again because you have an upright spirit at birth come on now you don't want to wait till you're 30 what are you gonna do sin for 30 years and satan and moloch and pan and the red dragon we're gonna get into the tree of knowledge you ain't gonna make it you die you might not even go to heaven you don't have time to not be righteous you don't have time to not be wise these are the end times and we're here to end time. This is like the last hour of the last day. What are you going to do in the last hour of the very last day? 
going to repent and practice righteousness because anything else and you will be smitten like a sick kitten. And somebody called PETA because it's like a sawed-off shotgun against these kittens out here. Just splatter house. And if you think it's going to be nice, it's going to be a holocaust. Not from Adolf Hitler, but from the sun. And from the moon. And from the luminaries and all the constellations of the second heavens in a righteous judgment that Jesus Christ told you would be like the days of Noah when everyone on earth was destroyed except one man and the Bible says he was saved through his righteousness amen he was saved because he practiced the law and the order of the sun and the moon and the stars and their names and their deeds because his grandfather Enoch taught it to him. And you have the book of Enoch. I know Satan took it out of your Bibles, but now there's 80 different translations out there on Amazon.com, so you're all without excuse. Get a life. You can get Jasher, Jubilees, the Apocrypha, and just blow your brains out with knowledge. Amen. You can get lit up like a Christmas tree of life in cosmic righteousness when you feed your spirit the truth for God's will. See, if you just get truth and you still just want to be a little bless me club, you just want to sit there and have a blessed house, and not be a part of God's house. Just give me some knowledge so that I can get a house and get out of the crack house. Get out of this suffering in Minneapolis. Let me pass these tests to get out of here as fast as I can. I'm just crawl, scratching at the doors. And people just delay before they leave. Because they have zero interest in God's house. And your hearts are evil and full of idolatry. And you think this is just my testing, my lot in life. This is you learning how to love God in his house and get over your selfishness because you're evil. Your minds are evil. Your hearts are evil. And all your ways are evil. You need a heart full of God's righteousness. A mind full of righteousness and holiness and serving God and enjoying his house. Those are the only ones that make it. You know what his house is called in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? The kingdom of God. What kingdom are you even in? You don't have a kingdom. You think your soul has an individual kingdom? Are you bewitched? There's one kingdom. And it's not yours. It's not mine. It's God the Father's and he doesn't change his laws for anyone, not even for Jesus. Jesus had to learn perfection through what he suffered, Hebrews 1 says. Jesus had to learn the same laws you are learning. He's very quick to obey. 
Because there's no other way to go up. And he always went up. And he always obeyed. And he never disobeyed. That's why he never sinned. So he's the spotless lamb. His spirit always did right to the Father. The Father testified with thunder. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Boom. End of thunder. And there were Greeks around. Jesus said, this happened for you. He imparted thunder because the Father is just drooling about getting grease and the goats slaughtered and stupid Caesar over there having sex with his sister Nero in Rome and just slaughter that filth off the face of the earth and just take all the Gentiles into heaven. Amen? Enoch was a Gentile. Adam and Eve were Gentiles. Get a life. Noah was a Gentile. There wasn't a Jew in this world until Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the 12 tribes. And Jesus is the king of that order. So seriously, we got some issues to work out in our hearts and minds down here to get up there. We need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We need to repent of all kinds of dumb earthly theology. You know, God was making fun of earth theology today. Lord sits enthroned in the heavens and mocks his enemies, holding them in supreme contempt. Psalms 2, 4, it is written. Which means he just mocks the stupid crap of the demons that you people believe in. No, he loves you, but he makes fun in a mocking way, according to scripture, Psalms 2, 4, of all the dumb, earthly, unspiritual theology and doctrine that's killing you people. Get it out of you. It's not helpful. All your belief systems are rubbish. They need to burn. The belief systems of God are all that matter. And they're written in the sun and the moon and the stars. And they obey their orbit. They're obedient to the path. And they want the path to go through you. All creation longs for the revealing of God's own sons to be liberated from the curse of the fall. The sun wants you to rise. The moon wants you to rise. All stars want you to rise from the dead in your spirit. God, get out of your head. Lay hands on your belly when you listen to spiritual broadcasts from the Holy Ghost. Because the only part of you that's ever going to get it is your spirit. And your spirit then transfers some of it, some of it, into your heart so you feel better in your feelings and emotions that's good we want you to feel good god feels good so feel as good as god feels and we want it to pass lastly into the outer part the base nature your outer core into your brain your brain needs help your brain needs the same salvation that your spirit gets first but if you just keep it in your brain you never understand anything because understanding is a spirit wisdom is a spirit Counsel is a spirit. Might is a spirit. The fear of the Lord. And knowledge is a spirit. And the spirit of the Lord is a spirit. And the seven spirits of God are one. One. Come on now. One. God is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The royal law of the book of James. 
and we practice the royal law. Come on, somebody. You need to. If you don't, you'll go to hell. The only question Jesus asks you to get into heaven is, did you learn how to love? Oh, no, I didn't. I guess I only loved myself. They'd be lovers of self in the last days. They can't even think about anything except themselves. They only talk about themselves. They're only showing pictures of themselves, selfies, self, self, self. It is the most selfish generation of all time, which means whoever's forgiven much loves much, but you have to repent. You cannot be healthy and be selfish. You will always be mad when you're selfish. When you can't see beyond your own soul, that is the definition of mental illness. That's what madness is. Madness is being stuck inside you and can't think any differently than little old you. That's as dull as it gets, people. And some of you are such cowards, you can never break out of self to seeing in Jesus' perspective. So which means you've never loved. Love is breaking out of self and soulish perspective to see how Jesus sees others. Others. Come on now. And you'll see him differently. You'll see him with eyes of flashing fire. You'll see him with boots of burnished bronze. You'll see him with hair white like lamb's wool. You'll see them washed and cleansed. You'll look into thugs and gangsters and prostitutes and tax collectors and even, all this might stretch you, Democrats and see the potential of their spirit. You'll see the potential of what they could be born again regenerated with their sins forgiven washed as white as snow as white as lamb's wool though your sins be as scarlet says the lord i will make them white as snow then my sheep will hear my voice love my voice of many refreshing waters that will heal their souls transfigure their spirits renew their minds, and heal their bodies of every sickness and disease. For the promised land where you're going, you won't be able to be sick. You won't be able to be poor. Even in the Old Testament, there was zero poverty in the wilderness. They just couldn't renew their minds to the belief systems of the angel on the mountain of Sinai. The angel challenged them and they refused the angel of the Lord and said, I will cling to my animal belief systems. This angel's scary. In Egypt, we at least had a Pharaoh, a fallen angel form. Give us a Pharaoh, they declared in their hearts. We want a king, not an angel. Every nation has a king. And the judges and Samuel grieved in his heart. You want an image like the pagan nations that worship demons and sacrifice their children to demons. God will give you a king because of your stubborn hearts. But you should know that the angel of the Lord is greater than any king, Samuel said. Amen. And you should know that today. Kingship, lordship, maturity is practicing the original angel of the Lord's form in your inner man.
God will have angels. God will have sons and daughters that are completely and totally spiritual as he is with no mixture of all the DNA under the sun. He will have a pure and spotless, chaste virgin bride presented to Jesus Christ. And it will take awesome sanctification. It'll take the angels of purification. You can't do it without angels. You are an angel. Therefore, work with your kind. But if you stop identifying with the new creature nature, the 2 Corinthians 5.17 living creature nature, and you're just out here with the animals, practicing carnal Christianity with a little sprinkle of prophetic on it, and a little sprinkle of charismatic giftings on it, and you think you're going to be okay in these times, you're going to be the most cursed. You're going to be the worst. Because you have a mixture of spiritual things of God with an animal form. And it can't go well with you because of mixture. There's a higher judgment the higher you go in spiritual things. And we need that judgment to cleanse us from all that is under the sun, from all the corruption of sin, from all the corruption of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and its false interpretations of the things holy and divine. Remember, that's the first temptation in the Bible. Look upon that tree and judge it good. Look upon the flesh and the natural man. Look upon your neighbor's soul and judge your neighbor's soul's good. You're a liar. Your neighbor's soul is a devil full of fallen angel DNA. Why don't you just worship reptilians? Why don't you just worship beasts? Why don't you worship fallen angel birds and bear their countenance on your faces in your unrighteous judgment? They bore the images of birds, beasts, and reptiles. Different classes of demons, which were no gods at all. And they were corrupted in their immorality and swelled up in passion of immorality. Men taking sexual intercourse with men and women lusting after women. Romans chapter 1, it is written because idolatry is immorality. Idolatry, when you create a God in your own image, in the image of your earthliness, you will always be immoral. Always. Maybe secretly. Maybe behind closed doors. But any time you construct a Jesus, a Buddha, Whatever, a Tao, a yin, a yang, an ancestor, whatever dumb thing you're into. When you construct it in your own nature, by your own earthliness, you are immoral. Purity is from above the sun. What does the Bible say, James? Wisdom that comes down from above is first of all pure. We need pure wisdom. We barely had it. You see how terrible Americans treat pure wisdom around here. And you think, oh, it's just you, Brandon. Nope, that's the condition of the whole nation. That's the accurate condition of all believers in the USA. Truth anyhow. Their spirits, their souls, their minds, their flesh reacting to the wisdom that is pure that comes down from above. They judge it unrighteous. They judge it 
as the law. They'll judge it all kinds of judgment, and all their judgment is blasphemy because you're judging God's wisdom. What is God's wisdom? The spirit of wisdom, the Holy Ghost, your Savior himself. And if you judge the wisdom that comes from above as unrighteous, unwise, you have rejected the Holy Spirit and there's no longer any salvation available to anyone on earth. That's what the Bible says. And it is the truth anyhow. So we need to humble ourselves. We need humility and our lives depend on it. We have so much stinking, filthy pride in our spirit, in our souls. You know, Enoch had to transfigure his spirit. The Bible says that his spirit transfigured when he saw Jesus. John 20, 20 says the same thing. And when they saw the Lord, Jesus, and his resurrected from the dead form, their hearts were filled with joy, exaltation, ecstasy, rapture. They were transfigured in spirit. You know what the apostles saw? Same thing Enoch saw. Jesus, the head of days, white hair like lamb's wool, eyes of flashing fire, boots of burnished bronze. They saw God, the angel of the Lord, and lived. They really lived. They came alive. They lived so much, their spirit transfigured. Woo! They went out doing the works, but first they had to obey the command of Jesus, the command of the head of days, the command of the Lord, and they were obedient. Tarry in Jerusalem until you receive the Spirit from on high. And they waited up there 40 days, running out of money. What about fishing? What about food? I'm not going to have enough to make it through Joe Biden's recession. Have you seen these gas prices? They had all the same crap back then. How am I going to feed my donkey carrots, Jesus? How am I going to pay the taxes to these crazy tax collectors running in this nation under Herod and Caesar? Come on now. They had more worries and excuses than you do. And the Bible says he appeared to 500. Over 400 in his resurrection form. They were meant to be there. Notice, only 120 could obey the commandment. And they're the only ones that got the Spirit. Everyone else went back to their earthly condition and state of being. Right? It's exactly what the scripture says. They were distracted. They lost faith. They grew weary doing good. Jesus Christ appeared to over 400 people, telling them the same message. Be with my disciples in the upper room in Jerusalem to receive my spirit, to turn this world upside down. Two-thirds could not obey. More than two-thirds can't obey in the USA, so you think it was bad back then. Woo! It's a million times worse now. It's a million times worse now. Distracted by business. Distracted by family. Any stupid thing under the sun to destroy your souls. Less important than the commandment of Jesus Christ. God, that you stay under the Spirit's authority. The Spirit's power. And be obedient to the Holy Spirit in all your house. Otherwise, you will be destroyed. And they were. They were murdered, butchered, sold into slavery. Anyone that disobeyed the prophetic commandment 
was crucified by Titus of Rome in 70 AD. They had to eat their own babies. He went in there, burned the temple, took the gold, killed every man, woman, and child in Jerusalem. Diaspora. That's what happens when you disobey God. And that's what will happen when you disobey in this generation. So the Laodicean curse to say, oh, God's not that severe. God will never do that in my day. Grace abounds, brother. You don't love. Listen, man. You're wrong. You don't understand grace. You don't understand righteousness and judgment of what God thinks is love is love. You have a false love. You're deceived. Your belief systems are dog. You must repent and obey Jesus. It is not optional. In these days and hours and minutes, today and tomorrow, obedience is required for survival. Otherwise, accidents will begin happening and judgments will abound first in the house of God. And it will be righteous. When Enoch saw the judgments upon the sinners, he began to worship God. You people are so Laodicean when you hear about judgment, you grieve and cry for the lost. You're the type of pagan Christians that mourn over Judas Iscariot, the son of Lucifer, because your Christianity is anti-Christ and has nothing to do with how God the Father feels. Repent, or you will most certainly die with the Satans you've been serving. And your fallen angel, phileo false love, which is doggery. You have a dog version of Christianity. We need apostolic Christianity in the seven spirits of God with the fear of the Lord burning in our eyes that we wouldn't even dare disobey the prophetic commandment. You wouldn't even consider it. I don't have a plan B disobedience is burned out of my DNA like Moses on the mountain. So shall it be for you and your whole house. Amen. You are the priests of your house. I know who I'm talking to. Raise a standard of the law of the stars, the luminaries in your spirit and put your house in order. Get your house in order. Every part of your house that's in disorder, don't blame your spouse. Don't blame your kids. Don't blame anyone else. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and Israel unto God. It is written, you have the ability to practice righteousness. You have the ability to change your house. You have the ability to judge Satan and his angels. You have the ability to bring a righteousness that will bring a cleansing to all the elements, all the molecules, and all the atoms of the heavens above and the earth below. You have that ability in you. If you yield to Jesus, get out of yourselves. Get over all of your dog Christianity, all of your Americanisms, and become kingdom real kingdom and the kingdom of god become your home and your house and normal life in the angels 
normal life in the living waters in the springs, normal life in the fountains of wisdom, normal life in the great fountain of righteousness, normal life in the great chariot of the King of Israel that orbits through the whole universe with the holy watchers. Forget about the unholy watchers. They're already damned. Now it's time to be with Uriel, Gabriel, Raphael, and Michael, and Phanuel, and the holy watchers. We need to repent. Amen. He showed all things to me. And he wrote them down. Good. You know, he's probably so blown away. You better write this stuff down. Better take notes tonight. Taking notes. Checking them twice. He's going to find out if you're naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm. Amen. Some of you are like, what does that have to do with anything? It's the truth anyhow. <laughs> Jesus is Santa Claus. And the Christmas tree is the tree of life. If you're not a paranoid, schizophrenic, pagan Christian, no holidays. Jesus had a holiday every day. Jesus had a feast every day. He didn't even need an excuse. He just said, I am that I am. Piss off. That's what he did. That's what he said. I don't need to explain it to you sinners. You need knowledge or something. You need an excuse to be free, to live heavenly. No one's like that in heaven. Why are you earthly, unspiritual, demonic, and accursed? Why are you disobedient to the royal commandment of loving God and loving others? You know, love is a celebration without immorality. Love is holiness. Love is righteousness. Love is judgment. You know what judgment is, guys, right? 1 Corinthians 13. God's understanding of love and everyone else's is Satan. You know what the curse of the fall is? You know what's wrong with people? They think love has its origin in man. The curse of the fall is is believing that love has an origin in man's heart or woman's heart, you know, because we're animals down here, male and female, Greek and Hebrew, because we're barely even saved. Whatever! Like the origin comes out of your heart and your flesh. You can't get more deceived than that. That's as deceived as it gets. That is the very embrace of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in your heart, is that man is good, Man is morally upright, and man loves. You're the most lost person in the universe. You have fully digested the whole tree of the knowledge of good and evil into your DNA. You are a puppet of not even higher bird demons, but the lowest imp demons because you be your belief systems automa automatically make you to practice unrighteousness. You understand they program DNA so they don't even have to ride you like horses. You don't even need horsemen around these Christians in America. Truth anyhow, because their DNA is just so weak. Like lemmings. Because of religion in their hearts. That man is morally upright. Man is good. Man is loving. That is the full consummation of wickedness. That's the consummation of unrighteousness. That man and woman are good. That man and woman are loving. You can't get 
more deceived than that. And that's what half of you learned in Christianity. You didn't learn the tree of life. You learned the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You were taught Christianity by devils. And that's why you're so screwed up. You got to get it all out. You got to burn a black sun out of your hearts and your bloodlines. And you will look at the black sun. You will see the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and all of its stolen light that you believe from devils in your own hearts. I had to. And if your pioneers and your apostles had to, you will too. We're simply pioneering salvation. You'll all go through the same stuff through your hearts. You'll all discover the black sun in your hearts. What is the black sun in your hearts? I'm so glad you asked. It's the belief that man's heart and woman's heart can love. Yeah. Selah. See, I'm angry at wickedness because it's killing you people. It's limiting you people. And if you don't hear what's available, you would limit your souls your whole lives and never understand spirit potential and what God the Father actually is and what Jesus Christ actually is and what the seven spirits of God's Holy Spirit actually is. And it would just be, try to be good in my heart. Be a good Egyptian slave boy. Be a good Egyptian slave girl. Don't disobey the sorcerers. Just be a good dog. We don't call it dog, but that's what you would be. I'm here to help dogs become gods. I'm here to help sorcerers too. I was of the sorcerer class. So was Saul of Tarsus. Sorcerers and dogs, which is the world system of those who practice the stars and those who practice the sands apart from the tree of life. The terrestrial and the celestial of the caste system of all nations. And we need to get out of the tree of knowledge. Some of you are in denial and then you even hear that. You're so full of pride and you're like, I think I was a sorcerer. You'd be better off being a dog. Truth in hell. You'd be much better off being a dog. Dogs came in without number under the Apostle Paul. Very few of the Areopagus in Athens and Rome believed. The rich are the most cursed and not blessed, it is written. James 5. You are not blessed to accure, to make wealth in the tree of knowledge you are cursed success apart from a tree of life will be taken from you and stripped off your dead bodies in these days and you will have no posterity and you will have no salvation it is written you are so much better off being of the dogs than of the sorcerers but sorcerers will be humbled too remember in pentecostal drunken glory revival the book of acts the sorcerers got saved in Acts, but they were much fewer. They were way more stubborn. They were, they were know-it-alls, and they're always causing problems because they're headstrong. The ones that came from nothing, they weren't always butting heads with the apostles. But the ones that came from something, if you read the book of Acts, always butting heads, contradicting the apostolic antichrist sorcerer americans in this place humble your souls you need to 
It's not that we want you to be dogs. We need you to have crosses. And many of you want to be bosses. Many of you think you're hot stuff. A lot of us in America, we can just go the way of Pan, under Pan's success, which is pride, and call it success, and have a big, huge, ornate tombstone with gemstones on it, and all the dead around your grave be like, this person was a hundredfold Christian. They practiced gemstones. Look at the success in their life. Half of you are so deceived you believe that crap. You need to repent and get into the development of your spirit. Nothing of your flesh is success. Zero. Success in God the Father's eyes is the development of the Jesus Christ born again spirit. What about stewardship? What about wisdom, Brandon? Not everyone can live off the tithes like you. We got businesses to run around here. Do the business of God! Obey God with your business! Make it a holy thing unto God! Serve the Lord with all your house! And God will bless you and rip the roof off your low vision! and help you be successful when you serve him and not you. This is elementary apostolic Christianity that we don't even have in spoiled brat America. Because you know what you have in America? Dog Christianity. That's what you applaud on TV. That's what you applaud on YouTube. You applaud dogs. And you say, well, this person has a doctorate in divinity. Sorcerers. Sorcerers. Judaizers. People that come in with a doctorate of divinity. Look at my credentials. I went to Fuller's Seminary. Now you're full of shit. Fuller's Seminary. Full of shit. Truth anyhow. And that's the only time I'm going to swear. So we keep it PG. Because... If you have two cuss words, it can be PG now. Amen? Like the Mandalorian. Disney, if you're watching, I could be your new CEO. Amen. Viacom, Viacom, if you're watching, piss off and die. Hallelujah. Hollywood will burn with a righteous judgment. There'll be something new come forth. But anything that can be burned and judged will be burned and judged. And that's what the law of the luminaries do. And that's why I'm like this, because we want to make sure it happens. And this is the first law of the luminaries. The luminary sun has its ascent in the portals of the heavens, which are towards the east. And his descent... In the western portals of heaven. That's what judgment is. The judgment is when your spirit is so purified and upright and resurrected that the sun orbits in creation can orbit through your upright spirit. Lawlessness is not allowing the luminaries to pass through your spirit. If the luminaries are not passing through your spirit, you're practicing lawlessness. Truth anyhow. Uprightness of heart, rectitude, righteousness, justice, the meat and the maturity of God the Father's name has to be written on your foreheads. 
and all that other stuff written on your forehead, make sure you get that off because you're demonized out there. I can see you. Get that stuff off of you. You don't have to live under demons. I don't know who told you you got to live demonized. You know, the whole point of Jesus' words is they didn't even have the Spirit, but he says you're clean by the words I've spoken. You know what I mean? They could live clean in the Old Testament. Christians don't even know how to live clean in the New Testament. You understand what I'm talking about? The washing of the water of the Word of God? Jesus' Word washes you. You can be as clean as you get washed in the Word in your spirit, soul, mind, and body all the time. Bring it into your house. Melt the elements in your house. The Word of God will go into the walls, the ceilings, the floors, the windows, the doors, the art, the paintings. Paintings come alive, become portals of angels right into your house. Wake up, man. Everything in heaven's alive. Why is stuff idolatrous and dead in your houses? Because you're in unbelief and you barely have any faith. Everything is living in the living God. Why are there dead things around you that are not animated by your spirit? Because you're living in the dead part of you. Repent and return with all your mind and with all your heart to the living part of you. Then the elements will be free. Then the sun and the moon and the stars will pass through you and everything in your house will be glorified and prospered seven times more than this. And I believe seven times daily. Bible says thousandfold fruit monthly. We've never seen the thousandfold monthly in the history of Christianity because we've never practiced Enoch's righteousness. It's true. Find one person in church history. You ain't going to find him. Jesus. Since Jesus, nobody has even come close. This is for a far off and remote generation who will practice and understand what does Enoch say? The words of this book. The words of Enoch. They will understand it. And if you don't, you need the New Testament in your spirit. Start with the Gospel of John and change your diet accordingly to what your spirit can understand. And if your spirit doesn't have understanding, ask the spirit of understanding into your heart because you're not even saved. If you're dull and dim-witted and can't understand spiritual things, you need Jesus in you. He's quick to understand. Jesus understands everything. He's not far from you. Christ is in you. Give him your mind. Give him your heart. Give him your soul. Give him your intelligence. Give him your lives. Give him your lives. I just hope that the stiff-neckedness and the hard-heartedness can somehow be threshed by the ox of God tonight that you can see how serious God the Father is towards you. And every person watching at the sound of my voice, he is absolutely serious about judgment right now. Serious about judgment. And it's not going to delay by your disagreement with me. Nothing in your belief systems will delay me. I am not a people pleaser. You could give me $10 million. It wouldn't change my message by 10 seconds of airtime. Nothing will change the judgment of righteousness that shall come from the sun upon the earth. And not the sun only. But all the constellations and all the stars, they shall come to earth and bring a judgment 
at a cellular level and a spiritual level. So it'll judge everything invisible inside your hearts. And those who love God, they've already been judged. Because the true loving of Jesus is embracing his words as judges. Your words will be your judges. Good. Good. More. Judge, judge, judge. Word of God. Judge, judge, judge. All the time. 24-7. Judgment. The breastplate of judgment should be worn by every believer. We just call it the breastplate of greasy grace and no one's perfect. Because we're Laodicean. No one's, no one's an apostle like you, Brandon. You're always right. We're always wrong. And just mock judgment as a bunch of blasphemous animals. Truth. We need to repent and honor judgment. Because it's the only thing that saves you. Your words are your judges. We need Jesus Christ living judges orbiting through our spirit, soul, mind, and body in a constant white throne judgment seat of Christ in us, not even hoping for glory, blazing judgment of glory, rivers of fire, rivers of God, and everything not God that claims to be God under the sun struck down and melted with fervent heat like the golden calf and drunk down into the abyss of fire under the earth and damned with Satan and his angels and anathema and accursed with no tolerance of sin lukewarmness or any of the garbage of the seven churches of earth amen listen this is why you overcome to the church of philadelphia no more false love to the church of laodicea no more lukewarmness lukewarmness is the worst thing to be around the judgment of the sons of God. Because you never take it seriously. You never obey the message. Hearers only and never doers. And you're just out there obeying Babylon. Out there obeying worldly sinners. As if they have a future. Because you've never seen judgment. So you don't think it's coming. So in your hearts you are unbelievers like the pagans. That's true. Repent and believe the word. And let your spirit be judged by the light of the word of God. Let your heart be judged. Let your brain and everything in it be judged. Let the prophets be judged. Let the so-called apostles be judged. Let all the five-fold and full-time ministers be judged. We need a judgment that cleanses. A judgment of righteousness. A judgment of the names the laws and the deeds of all the stars we need that judgment we need the breastplate of our spirits judgment to judge this earth righteously and everything of the enemy will burn and it will first begin inside christianity and people aren't going to say oh your version of christianity is fringe drunken glory they'd be like fear of the lord finally honor finally wisdom understanding finally wake up finally sleeping in the dust of the earth blaspheming out of a mark of a beast in our brains finally in jesus name arise and shine 
finally in the final hour amen and just brush it off but repent sincerely with all your heart and soul and mind and strength and finally find the river and obey the holy spirit and the spirit of truth with all your heart soul mind and strength and practice wisdom and practice holiness and practice righteousness and practice the glory of god the father through your whole spirit inside that jar of clay with no deception of your mind on the outer man bewitched by the satans with your whole mind renewed by the revelation of jesus christ into the throne of god in your spirit finally orbiting your very mind like a planetary system around the bright morning star maker and namer of all stars finally we obey orbit finally there is a reverence and an awe and a fear of the king jesus in us amen finally there is a reverential awe of the glory of the king of israel of the name of jesus and his father amen finally we're awakening finally our spirit is breaking from all the hardness all the idolatry all the sexual immorality all the filth of the lust spirits and the pride spirits are finally getting judged in our spirit finally getting uprooted out of our spirit finally getting burnt out of our hearts finally being blazed out of our minds we want our minds to burn we want our hearts to burn within us as we walk with him along the way teaching the scriptures finally knowing christ as master of the seven spirits of god finally awakening to the reality of jesus on the inside and jesus on the outside and finally following the master finally becoming disciples of god finally becoming champions finally awakening in the end times finally and that is father god's attitude towards the nations don't water it down in jesus name thank you father for a people energized by your righteousness by your law by your name by your brightness by your judgment by your severity without any lust or pride opposing god the father's name in christianity amen let this people rise in your name let this people have your name written on their brains written on their souls written on their spirit and every other name be erased from them in judgment then you'll have no mixture then you'll have no confusion then you'll understand union with the father then you'll understand maturity then you'll begin to understand righteousness then you begin 
understand Moses. Then you begin to understand Enoch. Then you begin to understand the Apostle Paul and the Apostle John. Then you'll be a people full of understanding, full of glory, full of righteous judgment, full of the law and obedience to the righteous law, the royal law of true love above the sun with no mixture of anything under it. In Jesus' name, let this burn through your houses on Thanksgiving. Let the severity of the glory and the brightness of the Word of God the Father blaze through all of your believing hearts and let it be like a reverential fear and awe of the brightness of the Word of God around your thanksgiving tables under an open heavens of the luminaries blazing through your upright hearts and your whole house illuminated with fresh new light from the names the laws and the deeds of the order of the stars in jesus name amen have a great thanksgiving we'll see you Friday in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Glory. A great act of repentance for many of you who are reluctant withholding givers. An act of repentance that's pleasing to God the Father is a financial offering to His name. So let the angels from the God I Am 
whom I serve, speak into your minds a number that you should obey with in financial offering into the kingdom of heaven in Jesus' name. And show the angels and show the Father an offering that you're serious about serving Him with your soul. That you want His house and not your own house. In Jesus' name. Sacrifice your love. 